At Gospel Community Church, our mission is to know the Bible, share life with others, and bring hope to our city and the world. You're listening to the Gospel Community Church Sermons Podcast, where we go through books of the Bible, verse by verse and line by line, to hear the truth that God's Word has to encourage, discipline, and bless us in our daily lives. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share the contents of this podcast, but please do not alter it in any way without permission. Please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook or iTunes. Visit gospelcc.com for more content like this. At Gospel Community Church, our mission is to know the Bible, share life with others, and bring hope to our city and the world. Thanks again and have a blessed day. Psalm 77, 11 through 15 says this, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember the wonders of old. I will ponder all of your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is like, our God, you are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the people. You, with your arm, redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. Selah. Uh, This morning, I want to just begin by recounting some of the things that um, the Lord has done uh, in and through Gospel Community Church over the years. In 2011, there was a 26-year-old kid that God gave a vision to to plant a church When I think back on him, I scarcely recognize him. Of course, that kid is, was me. All I knew is that I wanted to know the Bible. I wanted to give my life away to people. In 2012, we planted the church. We officially opened up for services. Um, We preached the Bible. Uh, At that time, we began to plant community groups all across Fayetteville, People began to learn the Bible, hear Bible teaching on a weekly basis, and and meet in homes and and share their life uh, with with other people. In 2013, we outlined our deacon process, and we used the Bible to train our deacons. Then we released those deacons to serve the church body, sharing their lives with other people. In 2014, we became uh, the leaseholders of this facility that that we're sitting in here today. We reorganized our organizational chart and added more systems and structures to make our church function more efficiently. All the while, we were learning more of God's word and sharing our lives with others. In 2015, we preached through 1 John. Among many other books of the Bible, we drilled down on what it looks like to um, hold one another accountable and meet in groups called DNA groups or or men's and and women's groups, again, seeking to know the Bible and share our lives with with other people in 2016, we kicked off the year with a parenting class led by the beloved Thacker family. That year, we also installed David Patton as an elder in our church, all the while seeking to know the Bible and share our lives with other people. In 2017, this year, we focused on the Gospel of Mark, and together we battled spiritual depression. We added new members. We welcomed more babies into the church, just as we have done every other year, all the while seeking to know the Bible and share life with others. This is what the Lord has done. God has planted um, Gospel Community Church, and, and in and through Gospel Community Church, God has seen it fit to save marriages, uh, marriages that were on the verge of divorce, uh, couples who no longer um, saw any future together. What God did through the ministries of this church is keep marriages together. Uh, what God did through Gospel Community Church has done and, and is doing um, it is allowing us to see baptisms every year. We, we get out that old horse trough. If you don't know, we, 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 we have a giant horse trough. We get that thing out. We put it in the parking lot, and we have baptized people every year. There are many churches in this county who haven't seen baptisms in years, and Gospel Community Church has baptized believers every year. This is a grace of God. Gospel Community Church has seen men and women set free uh, from addictions, addictions to drugs and alcohol, addictions to pornography, uh, addictions to to, uh, prescription medications. We have seen men and women walking free from addictions because of the power of the Holy Spirit in and through uh, Gospel Community Church. I want to be at a church where there is the power of the Spirit. Amen? Amen? 
If God isn't at work, let's go somewhere else. Let's do something else. But we can look at the life of this church. We can look down the history of it and see that God is here, that God is at work, and that God is doing something. And this, my friends, gives us hope. God has seen it fit to bless this church with kids on kids on kids on kids. The Bible says, be fruitful and multiply. Gospel Community Church said, yes, please. Kids are an amazing blessing. Kids are an amazing um, example of how God has chosen to bless our church and give our church such a great and monumental responsibility. If you remember, the, 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 they were trying to bring the kids to Jesus, and, and the disciples said, no, no, Jesus is way too busy for the kids. And the Bible says that Jesus became indignant, or Jesus became angry or outraged at what the disciples said. And he said, no, no, you bring those kids to me because Jesus has a heart for children. And so Jesus has given Gospel Community Church his heart. And so we have this amazing responsibility, this amazing opportunity to teach the gospel and to train this generation in the Bible and to help them see this vision of God and his glory and his beauty amongst this world that is lost and dying, amongst a culture who, who wants nothing to do with God and everything to do with innovation and technology and, and themselves. We can say, no, there's this other way. There's this gospel way, and we have an opportunity to teach our children that. And that's a great blessing a great blessing from the Lord. Another thing that God has done over the years through our church is we have been able to give thousands of dollars away to families in need. Through our benevolent system and through the church members here, uh, we have given over $20,000 away to families in need. $20,000 we have given away um, to families who are hurting families who are in need, families who can't pay their bills, families who have increasingly uh, larger medical debt, families who have lost people, families who are hurting. We've been able to pour out. You guys have given and given and given, and what Gospel Community Church has done is turned around and given that away. See, I think too many churches focus on how much money the church is bringing in and forget that one of the great graces of God is how much the church is giving away. And so I want Gospel Community Church um, to continue this legacy in 2018, this legacy that God has given us of being generous. I want us to continue to be generous to families in our church who are hurting, to, to families in our community uh, who are hurting. Let us keep, keep giving and giving. Not only have we given over $20,000 away uh, to families in need, in addition, we've given over $20,000 away to foreign and local mission seeing churches planted, that we are a church plant, okay? Our heart is to see more churches planted, and we're doing that by giving, by giving away uh, to the church planting network that we're involved in called Acts 29, and in addition to giving uh, to the church plant that we're involved in in Inverness, Scotland. So locally and globally, Gospel Community Church has given away uh, over $20,000. Again, if you look at all of that together, um, I had uh, David Patton, who's over our finances, uh, put this together for me. But Gospel Community Church has given away over $45,000 in the last six years. Again, we are a, a church marked by generosity. And so we, we want to continue this legacy uh, of giving. And so uh, we, we've seen marriages saved. We have seen uh, people free from addiction. We've seen God bless us with children. We've been able to give and give and give. Um, and this is, friends, what God has done. This is what God has done in and through us, in and through the labors that you have given as, as you serve back in Gospel Kids, as you serve back in the tech booth, as you serve and, and play in the band. God is bearing this fruit in us. And it's in, incredible. It's incredible. In just four short weeks, we will celebrate our sixth year anniversary in four weeks. All right, in, end of January uh, we will be a six-year-old church. I'm amazed at what God has done. I'm shocked uh, and blown away. In addition, we, we have seen difficult times, have we not, church family? We've seen sickness. We've received bad doctor's reports. 
People have lost their jobs, short on finances, both personally and church-wide. We've endured spiritual attacks. We've endured depression. We've endured death, cancer, surgeries. And through all of this, God has kept Gospel Community Church together united. If, if we lose sight, if you find yourself this morning losing sight of what's happening in your suffering as you deal with what's going on, know this, God has united Gospel Community Church in suffering. God has brought us together as one family in our church begins to struggle. The, the others, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has rallied together to surround that family and love them and serve them. And we become united by serving one another. We become united by the sufferings of others. That's what God has done. That's what God has used. God has this great history of using suffering as we go through pain, as we go through struggle, as we lose family members, as we endure cancer and sickness and death, and as we deal with depression, what God does is he brings God's people around those who are hurting to minister to them, to become the hands and the feet of God himself, to serve the hurting and to serve the broken, and to serve the ones who are in need. And so if we're anything at all, we are a community of people who are united in suffering. And this is not a curse, but it is a, a gift from God, it is a gift from God. So that's it. That, that's where God has brought us from. That, that, that's what's happened over the years. And so here we stand four weeks away uh, from our six-year anniversary. And so uh, that, that only begs the question, if that's what the Lord has done, what, what are we going to do now? What is the future for Gospel Community Church? What, is that, what does that look like? What are we going to do in 2018? Well, our aim over the next two weeks is to paint a picture of the future of Gospel Community Church. And so we will be talking about the vision uh, for Gospel Community Church. Now, when I say church vision, here's what I mean. I mean, what does the future of Gospel Community Church look like? What are we going to do and where are we going to go? Uh, so some churches kind of try to separate mission and vision. Um, I, I've yet to find really compelling reasons to kind of separate those two things. And so I'm, I'm kind of saying this is the mission or the vision. We kind of use those words interchangeably here. So what's the mission of Gospel Community Church? What's the vision? What are, what are we going to be doing? What are we going to be pursuing? What are we going to be after um, as a church body uh, in the coming year? So here it is. A Gospel Community Church, we want to know the Bible and share life with others, bringing hope to Fayetteville in the world. Now, some of you have heard that before. Others of you, maybe not. But this is who we are. This is what we want to chase after. This is what we want to be. And so just a few thoughts about this statement. Let's, let's unpack this so that, so that we can get this down in our souls. Because listen, if we're, if we're ever going to get anywhere, if us as a church, if we're going to unite and continue to move forward and continue to see God's blessing, we need a fixed point ahead of us. We need to rally together and say, this is where we're going. This is the direction we're headed. I mean, obviously, you guys know you've worked in teams before. If there is no clear objective, there's no way to unite and move forward. Maybe you've worked together in a business project or, you know, you guys have existed and lived in family units. And so you know that if there is no clear direction, people go astray and people wander and it's hard to get things done. And so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about that one clear fixed point in the future that all of us together as People of Gospel Community Church will say, we are linking arms, and that's what we're going for. We're moving towards knowing the Bible and sharing lives with others, bringing hope to Fayetteville and the world. So when I say knowing the Bible, here's what I mean. When we say knowing the Bible, we mean treasuring it, loving it, and valuing it deeply. So, so we're using this word know in, in a very specific way. It's, it's, it's not just um, to, to get all of these Bible facts into my head so that I can win at Bible Jeopardy. It's not just about attaining facts and, and, and again, being able to list all of the minor prophets. But when we say knowing the Bible, we're talking about loving the Bible in a deep and intimate way. You see, the Bible says that God knew us before the foundations of the world. That does not mean that God had a cognitive realization that we would exist. 
but it means that God loved us. When it says God knew us before the foundations of the world, it means God loved us before the foundations of the world. So we're using this word know in that same way to say that we want to know the Bible in that we want to love the Bible, to treasure it, to value it deeply. Listen, not because we worship the Bible. Okay, so, so we're saying we want to know the Bible, okay, we want to love the Bible, know it intimately, not because we worship the Bible, but because the Bible tells us about Jesus, and we love Jesus. So at Gospel Community Church, we want to know the Bible. When we say know the Bible, we mean treasure it, love it, and value it deeply. In addition, when we say share life with others, we mean... Entering into meaningful relationships with other believers and non-believers. We live in a digital world to where there is always some type of interface when we talk to one another. Right? Either we're texting, right? The texting you know, interface is texting. The interface is Facebook. The interface is a phone. There's always some type of interface. And, and what happens is we end up leading these very disconnected lives where someone has a thousand friends on Facebook and no friends in real life. To, to where people can, you know, live in their house, they go, you know, to, to Starbucks, they go to work, they go to all these places without ever really connecting, without ever really sharing their life with someone. And so our aim, our pursuit at Gospel Community Church is to share our lives with, with the members of this church, to give ourselves away to the people in this room, to the people who are members, to, to those who are in need, to encourage one another, to lift one another up, and to give our lives away to those who don't know Christ. To, to those who are lost, to those who are away from God, to, to those who don't have a church home, to, to those who are out there and they're searching for something. We want to give our lives to them, to, to live alongside them. So we, we, we don't aim to be, um, you know, the, the street preacher who's just standing there with his Bible. He doesn't know any of the people walking by. and He's just yelling at them that they're going to hell. We, we don't seek to be that type of person. We seek to be the type of person who gets in on the ground level, who's willing to get in the trenches and live life with people, to go to their house, to have dinner with them, to invite them over, to go to have coffee, to go uh, engage in hobbies and build a, a rapport with someone so that when you share the gospel with them, it has weight. And, and, and in the same way, we want to build that type of relationship with other church members so that when you go to them and you speak the gospel to even those who believe, and if you don't know that, yes, the gospel is for those who believe. So as you speak the gospel to those who believe, the gospel message has weight because you have built a life with them. You've shared yourself with them. So we want to know the Bible, and we want to share our lives with other people. We want to share our lives with them beyond simple digital interaction, but real life. We want to know the Bible. We want to share life with others, bringing hope to Fayetteville and the world. Now, when we say hope, we mean confidence that God is working all things together for the good and will ultimately fix everything that is broken. Confidence that God is working all things together for the good. That's what hope is. That's what real biblical hope is. That, that God will ultimately come back and fix everything. We want to bring that hope. The, the hope that God is working all things together for the good. The hope that all of this suffering, all the pain that we experience will ultimately go away. We want to take that hope and bring it to Fayetteville, this local area in which we live, which is where we start. This is where our church is planted at. This is where we're involved in day-to-day. -day. This is where we go to the grocery store. This is where we go to the gas station. This is where our kids are in school at. So we're going to take that hope message, that hope message of the cross, and bring it here to Fayetteville and then see it extended out beyond us um, to the whole world, again, through church planting. So we want to know the Bible. We want to share life with others, bringing hope to Fayetteville and the world. That, that's hope, not, not hope like how we normally define it. We, we normally define hope as this, um, getting what you desire. Uh, you know, I hope my kids go to bed early and sleep all night, right? That's hope, you know. Um, it's 1045, but I hope they're still serving breakfast, you know. That, that type, of, that was me the other day. It's fine. Real life stories. That's how we normally define hope. But what I'm talking about is biblical hope. Biblical hope, this, this confidence, this unwavering confidence um, that God is working all things together for the good, and in the end, he will come back and fix everything. That is the type of hope that we want to bring to 
Fayetteville and bring to the world. This is biblical hope. This is hope in God. This is hope in the gospel. This is not hope in money. This is not hope in power. This is not hope in our government. This is not hope in our outward appearance. This is not hope in help, family. But this is a hope in God. Listen, friends, we can hope in God because whether you see this, know this, or believe this or not, in 2017, God has been for you an unshakable, unmovable rock. He has been that for you, whether you see it, know it, or believe it. In 2017, God was for you an unshakable, unmovable rock. And friends, in 2018, he's going to do the same thing. He will be for you your unshakable, unmovable rock, which you can plant your life on, which you can rest your feet on, which you can be pulled up out of the muck and mire and be placed on top of that rock, the rock of ages. And so that's why we can hope in him. That's why we can hope in this gospel. That's why we can take this hope message and bring it to the world, to a lost and dying world, which is uh, clawing and clamoring and grabbing at all types and manner of things, trying to find it. They're looking, they're looking. I mean, it, it, it's next to impossible to like turn on the television or turn on the radio without hearing this, this world's message of searching and grasping and, 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 and just moving through the dark, looking for it. And, and, and here we are, the church, and we're saying, here's hope. Here's the hope that your soul searches for and longs for and needs. And it's hope in God and hope in, hope in the gospel. And so, friends, I, in 2018, need to be reminded of this hope. You need to be reminded of this hope, and we need to be reminded that this is what we're here to do, to know the Bible, to share life with others, and to bring this hope to Fayetteville and to the world. So, moving forward, back in 2016, uh, we worked really hard at crafting this statement that we've just been saying. Um, now, if you're thinking, well, you worked really hard at it, it's not that good, I, I apologize, it's the best we could do. Now, uh, Wyatt Martin and myself and the lead deacon board um, kind of crafted this statement and, and developed it. Uh, again, for for our church, um, and, and listen. Here's the big idea about church vision. If you're if you're taking notes, you can jot this down. Church vision should be understandable. It should be memorable, and it should be transferable. Okay, so so we've crafted this statement the way that we have for specific reasons. Uh, because when you're talking about church mission or church vision, the idea is, is that this church vision would be understandable, it would be memorable, and be transferable. Okay, so, so when we say that the church vision should be understandable, it, it means it needs to be simple. Okay, it, it, it needs to be something that everyone uh, can get. Because um, what if our church vision was this? You ready? Here's an alternate church vision strategy. It, our, our church vision could be this. Our, our vision is to be devoted to Christ through Christ-centered, hermeneutic, inductive, expository Bible teaching and study, all the while experiencing a deep manifestation of ecclesiological fellowship and evangelism to all the nations for the glorification of the Trinitarian Godhead. <laughs> okay, now, that's a pretty comprehensive church vision, right? Uh, it, it's, I mean, that's, that's a mission to head towards. The, you know, the problem is no one understands that. Okay, I don't even understand it, and I wrote it. <laughs> so it needs to be something that we understand. Again, it's about putting that one point in the future. It's about dropping that pin and saying, all right, you guys ready? That's where we're going. On your mark, get set, go. And we all move that way. And so if it's not understandable, when you go, on your mark, get set, go, everybody goes, which way? We go you, this, this way? What? So it's, it's got to be understandable. In addition, it needs to be memorable. This has got to be short and concise. Okay, so, so there are things that are not in our statement which are really important, isn't there? Our statement doesn't say anything about prayer. Does that mean that Gospel Community Church doesn't care about prayer or that, you know, we're not, like, going to focus on prayer in 2018? No, but if you start adding in everything, I mean, we care about prayer, we care about women's ministry and men's ministry, we care about gospel kids, uh, you know, we care about international missions, and so it's like we want to know the Bible and share life with others and international missions and prayer and women's ministry and men's ministry, and uh, so, so it's not memorable. So you're like, so what's the vision statement? I, I can't remember. It was too long, okay? So this, this vision statement is 
handcrafted or, or intentionally understandable, memorable, and it is also to be transferable. Meaning we're able to remind one another of what it is. We're able to remind one another of what we're supposed to be about when things are difficult, when things are confusing. It's like, what are we about? What are we supposed to do? Church members are able to tell each other, hey, Gospel Community Church is about knowing the Bible and sharing life with others. That's what we do. We know the Bible. We share life with others. That's what it's all about. It's not only transferable amongst one another, but it's also transferable out to the lost. Again, so this is intentionally understandable, memorable, simple, because we want to be able to transfer it to the lost. Again, if it's like, you know, our church is about expository Bible teaching and inductive, you know, blah, 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 like all these big churchy $3 words, when you say that to people who don't know Christ or people who don't go to our church, they're going to go, oh, okay, that's great, you know, and turn around and walk away and still have no idea what you're talking about. You know, so, so if you see that old friend from college, you connect with that person on Facebook, you know, and you invite them to church, and they say, hey, what's your church about? Now you know what to say, <laughs> you know, like, you bump into that old friend in the gas, to your old friend that you haven't seen in forever, you're at the gas station, and you're like, hey, where are you going to church? And they're like, well, I'm not really going to church. And you say, hey, you should come to my church, you come to Gospel Community Church, you know, and automatically because they know about church we're here in the south people are generally kind of like they've either decided right people in the south have either decided they're going to go to church and they found a church listen or they live in the south they have been to church and they have decided they don't want to go to church because they've had a bad experience because they've been burned by the church and so what we need to do is have this at the ready because most people when you say hey do you have a church like do you go to church they say no and it's not because they don't know about church but it's because they've already decided they don't want anything to do with it so now what you have to do is overcome that barrier you know so, so you're like hey you should you know come come to my church and they're like well what is your church like what do you like handle snakes or something you know and you say, well, I mean, not, not the first time you come, you know. Um, <laughs> no, you don't say that. They say, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. Never mind, just don't, okay? Um, they say, what is your church about, right? You're able to then in that moment say, oh, our church is about knowing the Bible and sharing life with others. Now, that person, no matter if they have a lot of church experience like hardly any church experience because they've just, you know, their granny made them go and they hated it and it was terrible and they never went back. So if they have a lot or a little church experience, they get that. That's under, you can tell a lost person, our church is about knowing the Bible and sharing life with others. And they go, oh, okay, that makes sense. That's, isn't that what you guys are supposed to be doing? Yes, that is what we're supposed to be doing. You should come join us. So our church vision statement is intended to be understandable, memorable, and transferable. Okay, so one last thought about the statement before we move on. Okay, another reason that we landed with this, knowing the Bible, sharing life with others, bringing hope to Fayetteville in the world, is because it's uniquely us. This statement is uniquely us. So when, when, I, when my wife and I do marriage coaching or, or, or marriage counseling, one thing that we kind of emphasize with, with couples is this. Um, the, the Bible says that when two people get married, they become one flesh, meaning that this uh, person, this unique individual who God created with, with uh, an individual fingerprint in their soul, joins up with this other unique individual person whom there is no other one like in the entire world, and when that married couple comes together, they form one new person. Right? One new, unique person. They're, they're no longer their own, but they are now this one new, unique couple, and there is no other couple on the planet like this one new couple. In the same way, when God gathers together a church body, he gathers together a bunch of broken, sinful weirdos like you and me, and he, and he knits us all together, and so we now become this one new, unique person, this one new, unique family, and there is no other church like Gospel Community Church. There is no other church like all of the other churches in our great county, city, you know, in the United States. So, so when a new church forms, it is unique, and it has a unique job to do. And so when we crafted this, we were kind of thinking like this. How has God blessed our church? Over the last several years, 
what have we kind of just naturally capitalized on? What have we done good? Because apparently that's how God has blessed us. If, if you look back at your life and say, man, I tried this and it worked out, maybe that's because that's how God has blessed you. God's blessed you in those areas. And so we looked out at our church and, and we just saw a bunch of Bible people. I mean, you guys love the Bible. You guys are willing to come here Sunday after Sunday and listen to me, you know, preach the Bible for like over an hour sometimes. So you guys love the Bible. You guys are willing to stand every Sunday in reverence to the Bible as we read the Bible. You guys will go to other people's houses, sit in a room, and talk about the Bible. I mean, you guys love the Bible. If you don't believe that, just go on the YouVersion app and see how many of our people are on the YouVersion app connecting with the Bible on a daily basis. It's crazy. You guys use that app all the time, and it's like I can look and like, oh, there's Phil Danford again, and he's completed yet another, you know, Bible reading plan. It's, you guys connect with the Bible. You guys are Bible people, and so it's like, man, it seems like that's how God has blessed us. So guess we better put it in the vision statement. Know the Bible. In addition, you guys share life with others. I mean, another reason we had to extend the countdown is because you guys stand around and talk forever. You guys just keep talking. Like when we dismiss the service today, no one like, it's like, got to get out of here. You know, nobody does that. You guys stand around and talk to each other forever. Why? Because you love one another, because you're sharing life with one another. So, th so this is kind of uniquely who we are. We're Bible people who love one another. And so that's why we want to capitalize on that and say, this is how God has blessed us. So let's be who God has made us a people who love the Bible, we want to know the Bible, and a people who want to share life with others. So, that's that. So again, I say, at Gospel Community Church, we want to know the Bible and share life with others, bringing hope to Fayetteville and the world. And again, I say, that is what I desperately need that is what you desperately need. That's what the world out there desperately needs is to know the Bible and to share life with others. We, we, we live in a world that is, is searching and, and seeking, and many people exhaust a lifetime chasing hope. People chase hope in their career. People chase hope in bigger houses. People chase hope in new cars and pleasure and comfort and even in family or, or leaving a legacy. And the problem is those things are poor foundations and will simply not support the weight of reality. And the sad result is that the human condition is left in a place of despair or, worst of all, ignorant to the plan that God has for optimal human flourishing. The truth is our fast-paced world has robbed people of hope. And so the solution is the gospel, to hope in the gospel. The good news is that Jesus Christ has come and has lived the life that we should have lived and died the death that we should have died in our place for our sins. And it is that great gospel hope that, that we are seeking to not only plant deeply within ourselves, but to bring to Fayetteville in the world. And so how can we know this gospel more fully and more deeply? Well, we can know this gospel more fully and more deeply by knowing the Bible because the Bible tells the gospel story. And how can we live out the implications of this great gospel? Why? By sharing life with others. So that's it. That's what we want to do in 2018. That's what we sought to do in 2017. And that is the fixed point which we will continue to run after. Now, when it comes to church vision statements, um, and particularly this one, um, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here, okay? When we sat down to kind of put this together and create this destination, we weren't saying, how can we reimagine or re-envision the church? Now, many people do that. Many people look at the church and they say the church is broken, the church is dying, many people are leaving the church, young people don't want to go to church, and so uh, what can we do to change it? Like, what, what can we do to re-envision and remake it? And, and the problem is we, they, they end up taking out some very vital and important parts, and then it's no longer the church that they're drawing people to. They're drawing people to a concert, they're drawing people to a crowd, but they're certainly not drawing people to a church. So our thought was... We're not going to try to re-envision it. We're not going to try to reimagine it. We're simply going to do what the Bible says. And so this is not 
a newfangled plan, as a matter of fact, to know the Bible and to share life with others, bringing hope to the world, is actually a very, very old plan. As a matter of fact, it's here in our Bible in Acts chapter 2. And so if you would open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 2 and jump to verse 42, I just want to walk us through this passage very quickly and just kind of show you where we're getting this from so that you know we're not like making this up off the top of our heads, but rather we're just modeling it or building it off this, this blueprint that's actually already here. We're just capitalizing off of this and kind of putting it in a short and concise statement. Go ahead and look at verse 42 through 43. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many signs and wonders were being done through the apostles. What's happened here is the Holy Spirit has come upon the church. The Holy Spirit has rested upon the church. Peter preaches. The church goes from 120 to 3,120 in one sermon. It's a pretty good sermon. And then the church forms, and the church begins to live out what it means to be a church. They begin to live out church mission, or they begin to live out church vision, and here's what happens. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Well, what is the apostles' teaching? Well, the apostles' teaching was that Jesus Christ was fully God, fully man, came, lived the life that we should have lived, died the death that we should have died in our place for our sins, resurrected on the third day, ascended into heaven, that we are to follow him, to love one another, so on and so forth. And all of that is captured for us here in the New Testament. So they were devoting themselves to the Bible right there in the text. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching or to the Bible and to the fellowship sharing their lives with others. That's what they were doing. They were going from house to house. They were breaking bread, right? So again, right here just in the very opening of, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. I mean, you could stop right there, and that's basically our vision statement. So we're actually not that creative after all. So we see the snapshot of the church filled with the Holy Spirit. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayers. Now, this breaking of bread, uh, most commentators believe, was an actual meal. So they would eat meals in one another's homes. That's why we modeled this in our community groups. We gather together and we eat a meal. In addition, this breaking of bread and prayers was probably also a very formal thing to where they were taking the Lord's Supper. So it wasn't just they got together and had like, you know, uh, lasagna or spaghetti or whatever. They didn't just sit down and eat together. But there was also just a, a clear, specific, formalized time where they, were, where they were taking the Lord's Supper. And so, again, that's why we take the Lord's Supper every week um, here at our church because it's modeled for, for us here. Verse 44 and 46. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. I mean, it's, he's... He, He's unpacking this, he's telling this, but it's, it's repetitive, isn't it? They, they got together, they talked about the Bible, they ate food, they broke bread, and they prayed, and then we saw the church get together, learn from the apostles' teaching, break bread and pray, and then they ate together, and then they sold their stuff to love one another, and then they prayed, and they broke bread, and they ate together, and they learned the Bible. It's like he just keeps saying the same thing over and over again. It's almost like uh, this is really important, and it's almost like that's what we should be doing. Now, to, to be sure, when, when it says they were, they were selling their possessions, I mean, they, they didn't turn into like a, 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 communist, a communist community or a socialist community because it says that they were going from house to house, meaning they still had houses. They still owned their own possessions. But what happened was they became divorced from the necessity of them and were willing to sell or give or whatever to help someone in need. What happened to this community, as they began to live life with one another, their stuff failed to rule over them. 
So, so out there, that, that's what it's all about, isn't it? it? It's all about bigger, bigger houses, faster cars, nicer clothes, and stuff begins to be your God and rule over you. This community lived in this really countercultural way to where stuff was not their God. But God was their God, and they loved God's people so much, they were willing to sell their stuff, to get rid of their stuff, if someone had need. And so that's exactly what we see them doing in, in this section, breaking bread in their homes. They got together, they ate, they learned the Bible. Verse 47. And praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So if you think that this community was a us for no more shut the door, that's, that's contrary to the text. That they weren't just inclusive all about themselves, selling their possessions, loving one another, hanging out with one another, going to one another's houses. But what happened was this community was so beautiful, this group of people um, was so aromatic that it drew people in. That the lost and dying world looked in on this group of people who were loving one another, serving one another, caring for one another, and they said, you guys are crazy, and I kind of want to be a part of it. And that is our hope at Gospel Community Church. We want to love one another, to serve one another, to share our lives with one another in such an intimate and intense way that the lost and dying world, that your friends and your family and your coworkers look at how we react to one another and respond to one another, and they say, man, you and your church friends, you guys are kind of crazy, and I want to be a part of it. And so the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being Saved Again, this is not a Lone Ranger Christianity. This is not solo evangelism, but this is life together reaching a lost and dying world. So that's there. This is what we want to do. Last thought before we go, how are we going to see this vision become a reality? So if we have fixed the point in the future... Drop the pen. That's where we want to go. We want to know the Bible. We want to share life with others. That's the direction that we're headed. How do we know when we got there? So all of this church vision, all of this church mission, again, we, we hope that it's clear. We hope that it's memorable, measurable, you know, translatable. But if it's not measurable, then how do we know that we have done it? Um, so here's what we could do. Uh, we could give everyone, if we, if we want to focus on knowing the Bible, we could give everyone a Bible quiz. Okay, you know, uh, and then, you know, take the Bible quiz later and see if our scores improved. But, but again, that defeats the purpose because we said uh, that knowing the Bible was more about treasuring the Bible and loving the Bible deeply and less about just being able to answer the right questions on a test. And so that, that we can't measure it that way because that doesn't work. Okay, well, what about sharing life with others? What about um, every time you go to someone's house or every time you show up to a community group, you fill out a form that says, I had dinner with such and such family, and then at the end of the week, you turn in all of those forms to the church office. <laughs> okay, first of all, none of you are organized enough to do that. Um, you know, uh, secondly, you know, there's no one here at the church to receive those forms because no one actually offices here. You would be dropping them by my house, and then I would just be very annoyed that you were doing that. So that doesn't work either. So, so how can we set this goal and then not have it measurable? That, that, that's a silly thing to do. It, if you've tried to um, do that in your life at all, you know, like New Year's resolutions or whatever, like if it's not a measurable goal, you know, I just want to be nicer to people in 2018. Okay, fine. You know, that's great. But, but that, so how are you going to measure being nicer to people in 2018? So, so uh, when you go to set a goal, it's got to be measurable. So the question is, how can we make something like this, knowing the Bible and sharing life with others, measurable? Well, we can make it measurable by living our lives or building our lives off of the Bible's blueprint, this blueprint or um, this structure that was just laid out in this scripture that we read. So if you're taking notes, we envision the members of Gospel Community Church building their lives on the Bible's blueprint, which we saw or found here in the scriptures. So what is the Bible's blueprint or how is it laid out here in this text? It's laid out this way. Number one, Sunday morning gatherings. Number two, community groups. Number three, men's and women's groups. And number four, 
Sunday night studies. It's clear in this text that they were going from house to house, but they were also in the temple together, in the temple, in this gathered place of worship. Um, That is a a blueprint or a model that's laid out for us. And so we believe that if we're going to know the Bible and share life with others, it begins by coming to a Sunday morning gathering. Um, Sunday morning is where we gather to hear the Bible, to uh, sing praise and worship to God. Number two, community groups. What were they doing? Where they were gathering in homes, in, in one another's homes. And so that's why we have community groups. We gather together in homes, we share a meal, and therefore we're sharing our lives with one another. Three, men's and women's groups. These are gender-specific small groups in your community groups that connect for prayer, repentance, and accountability. Uh, Sometimes we call them DNA groups. These are men's and women's groups or DNA groups. And fourth, Sunday night studies. This is where we go further and deeper into our knowledge of God's word and the application of it. So here's the thing. This does that. Does that make sense? So, so one, two, three, four, this blueprint, if, if we are connected to Sunday morning gatherings, community groups, men's and women's groups, and Sunday night studies, if we're doing that, building our lives on the Bible's blueprint, then this will do that. What's that? We will be knowing the Bible and sharing life with others. Make sense? So, in close... The Bible's blueprint is handcrafted to help us know God's word and share life with others. This biblical blueprint cultivates knowledge of the gospel, demands practical implications lived out together, and produces in us hope. Here's our goal. Our desire for 2018 is to see 75% of our members consistently building their lives on the Bible's blueprint. We believe that as a result, we will know the Bible, share life with others, and it will bring hope to Fayetteville and the world. Ultimately, we will experience exponential growth spiritually and numerically. That's the measurable goal. Now, we would love to see 100% of our membership doing this. We would love to see that, and we're realistic. So we're setting this goal. Again, 75% is still a very high percentage. But we want to see 75% of our membership engaged in, involved in these four things because we believe when you do those four things, you will be knowing the Bible and sharing life with others, and that will in turn bring hope to Fayetteville in the world. That's our vision. That's our church plan. Friends, I want you to get this picture in your mind. I want you to get this vision down in your soul. I want you to make it your own. I I believe in this church vision. I'm staking my life on this. I'm giving my life to this church vision. Why? Because I've seen it work. This recounting of what God has done. This is the method of how God has done it. To, to see marriages saved, to, to see people walking free from addiction, to, to, to see people broken by sin and guilt and shame, and then yet, yet built up out of the ashes. All of that has come through them knowing the Bible and sharing life with others and, and being involved and bringing hope to Fayetteville in the world. When you, when you get plugged into this, that is what generates hope. That's what saves people. That's what changes people. It's this great gospel message that does that. And so, friends, can you see it? Can you see a people gathered together engaging in this mission? Can you see broken marriages that that are on the verge of divorce, that are filing papers, that decide, you know what, because of the ministries of Gospel Community Church, because we've known the Bible and because we've shared life with other couples, we're going to stay together and raise gospel-centered children. Can you see the guy walking in who is broken, who, who has just been addicted to drugs and alcohol, being set free because he started to learn the Bible and because he started sharing? in life with other people? Can you see the abused woman coming in who's been sexually abused, who's hurting and aching, and yet she comes here and she knows the Bible. She starts to learn the Bible and she, she, she shares her life with other people, other women who have been abused and they comfort one another and they love one another and they serve one another. And, and out of this brokenness begins to grow this beautiful flower, this beautiful rose that is a gift to God. Can you see that picture, church family, of hurting people, broken people coming and growing, and knowing Christ, and finding and receiving hope. Can you see that vision? And that vision comes through knowing the Bible, and sharing life with others, and bringing hope to Fayetteville in the world. I invite you this morning, I invite you, I beg and plead with you as your friend and as your pastor, to take this church vision, to put it deep within your heart, 
to, to see it with your spiritual eye out of, in front of you and to link arms with the people in this room, with the, with the members of this church and make it your life's vision, your life's mission to know the Bible and to share life with others and bring hope to Fayetteville and the world. Let's pray. Oh God, we thank you for this great vision that you've given us, this great vision that you have set out before us. I pray that with passion and strength and courage, we would chase down this vision that you have given us, that we would make it our life's goal, our life's mission to know your word, to share our life with other people, and to see that hope spread out from us into this county, into this state, into this country, and throughout the whole world. Would you give us the passion and the courage? Would you give us the endurance? As many of us are suffering and tired and wounded and hurt, would you give us the endurance to step up and to chase down this great vision that you've laid before us? Lord, let us be a gospel people in 2018. Lord, wash away the sins and the pain that we walked in in, 2018, or in 2017 and give us new legs, give us broad and strong shoulders, give us strength in our arms and in our minds to see that you have something amazing in store for us in 2018. Oh God, we are excited, we're excited. Build in us greater anticipation and excitement about what you have planned for us in the coming year. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share the contents of this podcast, but please do not alter it in any way without permission. Please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook or iTunes. Visit gospelcc.com for more content like this. At Gospel Community Church, our mission is to know the Bible, share life with others, and bring hope to our city and the world. Thanks again and have a blessed day.